0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Oh, baby, the seat is still warm from Pat Casal ripping it up on fine common ground. Did I just I think I just said that that probably wasn't the right way to put it, but that's all right. Pat was having a great time in here with uh, Dean Schulman doing their show, and now I have slid into the pilot seat and Angela, who just happened to show up tonight. Well, he's here, too,
1: and uh, we're helping me run the show. So thanks, Angela. Yeah, anytime, buddy. It's hey. Great to have you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's awfully kind of you. And it's great to be with you, too. All right. I feel like we should have kept that going, but I think we'll just let it go. We could have done that for a while. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. No, I just want to do a little introductory thing, you know. You know, you, you know, just, do, just do your thing, man. The people are here for you. They ain't here for me. They ain't worried about me. I'm just a man here just trying to control the board. You are you. You're the spotlight. Do your thing, buddy. Wow. Now I'm excited. You better be. I mean, yeah, it's a Mark it the Mark the Hoke Show. It is the Mark Hoke Show. The number one wrestling show, people. You are never going to hear this anywhere else. You betcha.
0: We are the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. The talk of Las Vegas, bringing you the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. It's another special Saturday night edition. That's right. They let me out from behind the glass to do my thing. And, of course, we'll have a regular show with... Andrew Fishfane and Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. So make sure you tune in for that as the three of us be breaking down all the wrestling news. And by the way, though, tonight you are the co-host. That's right, everybody. So you wrestling fans out there, you want to go new school, old school. Little people wrestling like Dean Schulman from the last show who actually got me to look up the top 10 little people wrestlers of all time. Some names I remember, by the way. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, do you remember any, do oh, you know any of the names? absolutely. Well, the, the most recent ones, Hornswoggle and El Torito. Now, we're obviously pretty influential. With Little Beaver was one. Skylo Low, that's one I remember. Tiger Jackson, the Haiti Kid, I mean, little, Lord Littlebrook. A lot of these guys wrestled for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and then the WWF. But, yeah, they were around. They were good, too. They did the good work. God bless them. So there you go, Dean. I got you your little people wrestling reference in on the show. Well, Thank thank you, Angelo. Wow. Uh, That was loud. But anyway, of course, a lot happened this week in the world of pro wrestling. On our Sunday show, you know, some of the advantages is especially if we have a Saturday pay per view, that we get first shots at it on the Sunday morning show. That, of course, did not happen this week because WWE had a premium live event. That's right. Don't forget, that's what you have to call it. According to Vince, it's not a pay per view anymore because they are not Peacock. So I guess technically they can had to come up with a different name, the premium live event Hell in a Cell, which. If you go back and listen to our podcasts, which are on markhoakeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets, by the way, heard around the world, 43 countries, as Turkey just joined the party. So whoever downloaded a podcast in Turkey, thank you. And everybody around the world, we appreciate it. We thought this pay-per-view was pretty much worthless. Quite frankly, no one was excited about this at all. And wham... Cody Rhodes decides to steal the show. And I'm sorry, I didn't give out the phone number 702-257-5396 is that number. If you want to get on the show 702-257-5396 Cody Rhodes, apparently on Monday before this event, partially tore a pectoral tendon. And that honestly would probably knock you out of a pay-per-view because no one wants any more damage done to that. you rest that up and let it heal and you know, you're back in about 4 to 6 weeks ish somewhere in there well Cody was lifting weights on Friday and completely tore his pectoral tendon off the bone he pulled the John Cena Triple H and just ripped that sucker right off and if you don't know human anatomy the where the pectoral tendon attaches is on your humerus you know the the major bone in your upper arm and it kind of holds your pec down. And then of course when you move, you know, that moves your chest. And so it's kind of a kind of important. Oh, Cordy Cody ripped it off. So the drama coming into Hell in a Cell was, could Cody wrestle this match? Well, the doctors took a look and said, Well, buddy, you ripped it to shreds. It gone. So not going to do anything worse to it. If you can handle it, buddy, knock yourself out. We'll do surgery later. And Cody Rhodes decided to play the hero and wrestled in a hell-in-a-cell match. And for those of you that don't know what a hell-in-a-cell match is, is a giant steel cage. Picture a, a dog kennel that's red all around the ring, ceiling on top. And, of course, they have all sorts of fun weapons and Tables and chairs and everything under the bottom of the ring. And took on Seth Rollins in this match. Cody came out. Rollins is in the ring. He had dressed as the old polka dot outfit the American Dream. His dad, Dusty Rhodes, wore in his last WWF run. Try and tick him off. Cody does the intro, walks out. He's got his robe on. And I don't know if... In all the years I've been watching professional wrestling, I heard more of a, a gasp. Because if you have not seen the pictures of Cody Rhodes and this injury, he was literally purple. Picture your Oompa Loompa from Willy Wonka all down his right side. And his arm, because the where the pectoral tendon attaches is on the arm. So obviously there's going to be bleeding from that. And it went into his arm, down the side of his chest. You could see that his pectoral muscle was hanging lower than the other one on the right side. And Cody somehow got through this match, and they let him win, too. Uh, Cody then came back on Monday Night Raw. Rollins attacked him again just for fun. And, of course, during the Hell in Cell match, Rollins is hitting him there with a kendo stick and taking a few hits there. And then Rollins hits him with a sledgehammer and drives that into where the tendon would have been attached. And Cody has now just had surgery on Wednesday. and appears they are saying nine months that Cody that Cody's going to be out. So he's going to be pushing WrestleMania at that point, which means he could miss the Royal Rumble. Now, we, of course over the years, have seen these guys recover from this injury a lot quicker than the nine months. In fact, John Cena did that miraculous comeback where he tore it and was back in three and showed up at the Royal Rumble to win it, which was one of the most stunning returns in wrestling history. So we'll see what Cody thinks about, uh, well, how Cody can uh, recover from all this as... The road to WrestleMania, it looks like, is starting for Cody Rhodes already. Pretty wild stuff. And if you haven't seen the match, would highly recommend you go back and check it out. So, so big news out of Hell in a Cell there, as obviously Cody and Seth wrestled an amazing match, stole the show, and Cody Rhodes now on the shelf. And, boy, I'll tell you, he is really, at this point, may have, cemented his legacy as doing one of the toughest things that anybody's ever done in a professional wrestling ring. Probably, I'm trying to remember anything recent. Because, of course, back in the day, people did crazy stuff like that all the time. Well, not all the time, but they did it. But a pretty interesting finish for Cody Rhodes. So we'll wish Cody the best, and hopefully he'll be back soon. Maybe make it back to Royal Rumble. Maybe sooner. We'll find out. And once again, uh, we are taking your calls if you want to give us a buzz. If you don't, that's all right, but we'd love to hear from you. 702-257-5396 is that number to call, and we'll talk about anything pro wrestling you want to talk about. We would be thrilled to hear from you. Uh, the rest of the pay-per-view was, as a typical WWE premium live event has been lately, eh, It's okay. They they really do have amazing performers there. They do a terrific job, but quite honestly, there just wasn't anything that really exciting about the rest of the pay-per-view. Uh, a great match kicked it off with Bianca Belair knocking off Asuka and Becky Lynch's. Becky had taken Asuka out with her manhandle slam and Uh, Bianca pulled her off and covered Asuka as Becky was trying to get back in the ring. So Bianca Belair holds on to the title. And then Becky Lynch gets embarrassed on Monday Night Raw, but we'll get into that later. Bobby Lashley wins the 2-on-1 handicap match against almost an MVP. Not a surprise that, of course, MVP ends up getting submitted by Bobby Lashley. And Lashley takes the match. It was interesting, though, Bobby Lashley was signaling he wants a shot at the title. Of course, Lashley was the WWE uh, World Heavyweight Champion or Heavyweight Champion before an injury took him out before WrestleMania. Of course, then he made it back to wrestle almost, but they had already taken the belt off him at the Elimination Chamber before that. So we'll see what Lashley's got in store there. The thrilling feud. Oh, my God, Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. Hold me back, everybody. Owens defeats Ezekiel. So my good buddy KO taking that one down. Good for him. The Judgment Day, (laughs) the former Judgment Day, I guess we could say at this point, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley knock off AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. Of course, we saw some drama with that on Monday Night Raw. The unbelievable no holds barred match that we were all waiting for, Madcap Moss beats Happy Corbin, and apparently they're going to do it again. I, I can't wait. Not, please get this over with. But you know the one thing I'll say about both those guys is they're they're both very good wrestlers. This is just not, not been something a lot of people have really been into. A theory be, beats uh, Mustafa Ali in a United States Championship match. And of course we have Cody Rhodes winning the Hell in a Cell match. Most of this just honestly, there was obviously build up to all these matches, but nothing that really stood out. But the Bianca Belair match and against Asuka and Becky Lynch, very good match. And everybody else did a solid job, too. It's it wasn't like it was a bad card, but just typical. Just typical. There was nothing there other than Cody Rhodes stealing the show that would make you go wow I'm going to remember this but obviously Cody has really burned the memory of him taking off the robe and showing that unbelievable bruise from the uh, torn pectoral muscle and uh, I don't think anybody's going to forget that performance for a long time but uh, but honestly rest of the card was a little bit forgettable but pretty interesting stuff happened afterward. It was almost like this pay per view was just designed to set up Raw, and go figure. It was a pretty, uh, pretty sad one. <laughs> Some questionable decisions once again by the WWE staff as a uh, the follow up on this. So Seth Rollins shook Cody Rhodes' hand in a promo and then beat him up with a sledgehammer. So that gets rid of Cody for a while. Becky Lynch <laughs> loses. A 24-7 championship match with Dana Brooke. This was, and I got to tell you, I felt so bad for Becky that she even had to wrestle this match. Dana Brooke is in the ring, and the whole 24-7 crew comes rolling out, and all of a sudden, Dana Brooke Pins Tozawa to win the 27, 24-7 championship during a match with Becky Lynch. That's right. During the match, Becky is just standing there screaming like, what the hell is going on? And then Asuka comes out. They, they continue the match. They make it a 24-7 title match. Asuka interferes, holds Becky Lynch's leg down, and Dana Brooke holds on to the 24-7 title with Becky Lynch. And honestly, God, I was in the studio here watching as much as I could while, of course, producing SportsX Radio, which is here on Monday nights at 8 to 10 p.m. Had the Fish and Chips edition on Monday. And was just praying to God that Becky Lynch wasn't going to become the 24-7 champion. But, ugh, ugh just terrible. Uh, the Riddle got kept his role going, and that, that, of course, that followed into, into Friday Night SmackDown. He beats the Miz, Street Profits, countout win on the Usos. So I guess we're going to try and set the Street Profits back up. Of course, they were longtime WWE tag team, uh, Raw tag team champions, and will now, at some point, probably face the Usos for the undisputed tag titles. Another exciting Veer Mahan, Dominic Mysterio. Battle as the Mysterios just can't get over losing Veer. Almost beats Cedric Alexander, who had interfered in the uh, Hell in a Cell match. Ezekiel beats Otis, and then they and they had this weird promo with Kevin Owens to get a rematch. I don't know. Rhea Ripley wins a shot at Bianca Belair, but then the and and and, and you can kind of hear it in my voice. There, there is a tad bit of frustration here for this other event that happened on Monday Night Raw. So the Judgment Day gang comes out, victorious from their match in Hell in a Cell, as Edgeria Ripley and Damian Priest are all standing in the ring, clad in purple with the purple lighting, proclaiming their victory and how amazing they are and how proud of everybody Edge is. And then they turned the other two turned to Edge and say, hey, you know, you've taught us to get rid of our weaknesses. And we're going to get rid of one right now. And they turn on Finn Balor, joined the judgment day, came out, they turn on Edge and beat up poor Edge. And the group that they just started up about six to eight weeks ago, with Edge as the leader, has now kicked him out. Really? Really? Come on. You've got to be kidding me. I swear, I swear to God. And 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 Angelo, if you yeah, you know, we were talking about the dartboard a little while ago when we were producing Common Ground. WWE, I swear to God, their writing staff must just have a dartboard to say who's gonna be a bad guy and who's gonna be a good guy this week. Who's my heel? Who's my baby face? An edge lost on the dartboard. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. It hurt a group that a lot of people were actually excited about. And so we say goodbye to Edge, and Finn Balor is apparently now the leader of Judgment Day, I would assume. No, Rhea Ripley's stepping up. But she won a match. Then, like I said, of course, later she won a match to face Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. So that was Monday Night Raw, another great memorable moment. In a WWE event, spoiled on Monday Night Raw. Thank you. Thank you very much. Way to go, WWE. Woo! We love you. I swear to God, it must be torture sitting in that creative room. And I don't know who came up with this idea. Of course, Vince McMahon is in charge of it all. But why would you do that to Edge? I just don't understand. I don't get what they're doing. But anyway. So that was Monday Night Raw. So there, if you have it on your DVR, you don't have to go back and watch it. It's okay. I just summed it up for you. It's all right. So just hit delete. Get to get SmackDown. Watch a couple matches there. And I and then SmackDown came up too on Friday, and a couple, a couple pretty good moments on SmackDown. I will give him credit for that. Of course, we're on the Mark Hoke show. Here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. talk of Las Vegas, doing our thing. Talking pro wrestling. SmackDown comes up on Friday. And, of course, the big story is Riddle gets a match against Sami Zayn. And if he wins it, he gets a shot at Roman Reigns on SmackDown for the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. If he loses, he cannot be on SmackDown anymore. So, of course, what do you think happened? Riddle wins the match. But Riddle is getting over. And I got to say, I am really in shock about what Riddle has been able to do. And he certainly got the rub off Randy Orton, that's for sure. But Riddle is got the rocket. I don't know if he's going to – he's probably not going to win the championship, obviously, but good for him. Dude's been working pretty hard and has won a lot of people over. And we will be seeing him taking on Roman Reigns next week. And I heard that the Tribal Chief is not happy that he has to leave Paradise Island to come back and take on the original bro next week on SmackDown. So, should be interesting there. Um, The other big happening that took place on SmackDown this week, we have a new Intercontinental Champion. I think this one might stick, though. Of course, we've seen the Intercontinental Champion passed around, you know, like a party ball. Wow, I referenced the Coors Light party ball. I did. Anyway, we'll just pretend that didn't happen. Uh, As Gunther, the former vaulter, claims the Intercontinental title as he pins Ricochet clean, and now Gunther. Has a hold of the Intercontinental title. And for those that listen to the show regularly, everybody knows I'm a pretty big fan of this guy. And I really thought that he and his stable Imperium should have been the ones going after the bloodline. But we will see how that all works out. But I have a. WWE is apparently very happy with Gunther's work, as well they should be. He is a big, tough dude. He actually dropped about 30 pounds. So he's. Still got the strength and probably more agility than he had and was one of the toughest guys I've ever seen in the ring. We'll see how this Intercontinental title ring works out. But I have a feeling they're going to keep this belt on him for a long, long time. So excited to see what the future brings for Gunther. And if you've never seen him, uh, go go on your YouTube or on Peacock and look up Walter against Ilya Drag- Draganovich. Uh, just... Two, some of the most two of the most physical matches I've ever seen, and certainly one of two of the toughest matches in WWE recently. Of course, they were on the UK NXT show, but uh, some great work out of him, and he is now officially one hundred percent a big time player on the main roster here in WWE. And by the way, don't forget we are taking your calls seven zero two two five seven five three nine six if you want to give us a ring. We'll see if that phone rings. If it doesn't, that's all right. Because we know you're spending your Saturday night doing your thing. But we would love to get a call or two if you wouldn't mind. That would be awesome. 702-257-5396. Also on Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. I got to tell you, when these two get together, it is just brutal. They had a qualifying match for Money in the Bank and ended up in a double DQ as they went after each other with chairs. So no decision on who's going to Money in the Bank which, by the way, is here in Las Vegas, July 2nd at T-Mobile. So, or excuse me, MGM Grand, pardon me. So if you want to check that out, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's still a few tickets on resale, and some of the ones on the floor are available. I just took a look today. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Lacey Evans gets her spot. She beats Xylea. Xylea, excuse me. The Viking Raiders showed up. Uh, Let's see what else. Ronda Rousey beats Shotzi and then gets attacked by Natalya, they're going to be hooking it up at Money of the Bank. Very excited for Natty to get a big match on that one. A last laugh match between Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. I can't wait. Hee, 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 ha, ha, ho, 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 ho. That's what they should do. You know, I'm tired of them fighting. Let's just see if they can do a joke off or something. Just stand there and giggle that's about how much everybody cares about this at this point, and of course, John Cena. They did a video package. It is the twentieth anniversary of John Cena debuting in WWE, and he went to Amsterdam and uh, met a kid, Misha Rahosen, and his mom. And the kid has Down syndrome, and they he flew him flew him out to the out there. Uh, the family escaped from Ukraine. And wanted to meet John Cena, and he got in on it. And Cena showed up and made everybody cry, as usual. Cena's very good at that, so pretty impressive moment there for John Cena. And I think we should be getting close to break here, somewhere in there. I think. So there, yeah, I guess we are. How about that? <laughs> How about that? At least somebody was paying attention. <coughs> it's all good. Angela, Angela's new. We'll we'll let him slide. Hello. Hey, stick around. We got more of the Mark Hoke Show coming up. We're going to head over to AEW and let you know what's going on over there. So stick around, everybody. We will be right back on the Mark Hoke Show. More coming up. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.PodBeam.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, Don, The Talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Oh, they let me out on a Saturday night. That is dangerous. I don't know what to
1: tell you. These guys are k on, man. They're They're not ready for Mark Hoke on Saturday night. No, I don't know if anybody is. If, That's if, why you, if you think if you think <laughs> listening to Mark Hoke on Sunday morning was something special, you haven't heard Mark Hoke on Saturday night. You know, I need booze. It's just a shame I'm. I mean, actually, technically,
0: right now I'm off the clock. I'm going back on the clock shortly, so I cannot do booze. I need some Jack Daniels though. A little little Freebirds action, man. Go for it. Hey, this is the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN. FM, 720 a.m. We are the talk of Las Vegas. Of course, by the way, don't forget coming up after me tonight, the Trojan Football Report, my good buddy Harvey Hyde, of course, former UNLV coach and all-around great American. So make sure you tune in to Harvey after we're done here on K-Dawn. All right, so we leave WWE land, I will say thank God, and let's go to the sort of safe refuge of all elite wrestling. By the way, if you haven't been watching AEW, for those of you, a lot of you may be older school fans that haven't been watching wrestling for a while, WWE does have competition now. For you know, They've been around for three years, all elite wrestling. It's a great show. And, uh, of course, I got to attend a couple AEW events about a week ago with Going to Dynamite, Rampage, the TV shows, and then the paper you double or nothing. Pretty amazing stuff. Had a blast. And if you want, happen to have been there and want to talk about it, give us a call. 702-257-5396. 702-257-5396. We'll talk about that or anything you want. Well, not anything you want. Yeah,
1: think, well, we're here, we're here for the wrestling I, stuff. Yeah, I, I think that
0: happened on the last show.
1: Yeah, we had our good friend, uh, I think it was Gary who called in and he was talking about how he uh, how he did some wrestling in high school and how uh he did he was around when the WWF was still around and all that stuff and how he was a wrestling fan for so long. It's it's stuff like that that uh, intrigues us on this show.
0: We, we'll we'll take what we can get. So give us a buzz 702-257-5396. All Elite Wrestling Wednesday night was a very interesting night. We have been talking last weekend about the somewhat convoluted process to crown a new AEW interim world champion. Of course CM Punk managed to apparently hurt his foot and had surgery this week. He is out indefinitely. So the injury bug continues to attack pro wrestling at a time where it's been pretty darned exciting but we lost the AEW world champion and they are not stripping him of the title. He is going to sit back and be champion. And Tony Khan, the owner of all Elite wrestling decided that they're going to use the interim world champion model that UFC and boxing does. So we're going to fill in somebody and then eventually they will challenge CM Punk to unify the championship. So here was the process in case you missed it on dynamite. We have a battle royal, and then the winner of the battle royal will take on number one contender, John Moxley, if you were a WWE fan, formerly Dean Ambrose of The Shield. Of course, Mox, a former AEW world champion. They then will face off to take on the winner of Tanahashi and Goto at New Japan's Dominion card. And then those two the winner of those matches will then battle it out at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view at the end of the month to crown a new AEW interim world champion. So, you know, and, and I hate to say it, but I gotta I gotta tell you, I was a little bit underwhelmed by who was in this match. There were a few absences. Obviously, Brian Danielson is apparently hurt. But a lot of guys got left out of this thing. And here was who got put in the match. It was Darby Allen, Daniel Garcia, uh, Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston, Tony Neese, nice. uh, then Ricky Starks, Jake Hager, Ray Phoenix, Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee. Then we had John Silver, Max Caster, Consecuta, Takeshita, excuse me. The gun club, somehow the Billy Gunn's kids got into this thing. Dante Martin, Wheeler Uta, Powerhouse Hobbs, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. And then they they did this like a casino battle royal, and what they do on that is they bring them out five by five, and they have a joker, somebody who gets a random draw, gets to come in at the end. And that would be Andre El Idolo, of course, formerly Andrade, who's back from his honeymoon from hanging out with Charlotte and, Probably uh, maybe wishing he'd have stayed there for another week. But just, man, I I normally don't bust on EW too hard, but was not excited about this. Kyle O'Reilly ends up winning the match. Kind of a surprise win. But O'Reilly has been winning a lot of matches lately, and Kyle O'Reilly, of course, was in the Undisputed Era, part of the Red Dragon Tag Team. Heads on. And he faces John Moxley later in the show. So that happened. Good match between Buddy Matthews and Pac on that one. But one of the really cool things that happened, uh, David Finley, who's the son of Fit Finley, you guys have probably seen Fit at some point, if you followed wrestling at all, comes over. He's, of course, from New Japan and takes on Hangman Adam Page. Really good match. Page wins it, but then all of a sudden, a huge debut coming in as Will Ospreay, who may be the best wrestler in the world that is not signed to AEW or WWE. And if you have not seen Will Ospreay, there's a legendary match on YouTube with him taking on Ricochet. They did a, a sequence that was pretty cool. You know, some people criticized it for being too spotty or, you know, a lot of really high high impact crazy stuff that they put together just to make it look good. But Will Ospreay shows up and he and his crew beat down Hangman and, uh, wow, so Will Osprey showed up and then he wrestled again on Friday. We'll get to that. Thunder Rosa takes on Marina Shafir, Rosa, the AEW Women's Champion. Eh, eh.
1: Mm.
0: I normally don't say that about Thunder Rosa match, but this was there.
1: It wasn't wasn't. Yeah, I give, give it about a. Is a it was. It you was a, give it about a. Mm, kind of
0: Bleacher Report gave it a C plus, and that's about where it was. But also Wardlow, of course, who is coming off his demolition of MJF and has gained his freedom, and we're so happy for the big man. Wardlow came out and said, I didn't want to be in that battle room. I don't want to wrestle for the interim world championship. When Punk's back and healthy, I'll take him on. But in the meantime, I've got some other business. I want that TNT title from Scorpio Sky. Of course, they had a match a while back that there was interference that cost Wardlow his shot at that championship. So Warlow wants to take on Scorpio Sky. So <laughs> it's been fun. Scorpio, <laughs> have a great time because I don't think you're going to sneak away from this one. And then John Moxley takes on Kyle O'Reilly. So this is your elimination match. One of these two men will be going on to wrestle at Forbidden Door. Sold out at the United Center to pick up that AEW interim championship. Very physical match. These guys beat the crud out of each other. Moxley wins, so John Moxley will be moving on as he takes on the winner of Tanahashi and Goto coming up. So we'll see how that goes. By the way, cool moment in this match. In case you didn't see it, Moxley had a a submission hold on Kyle O'Reilly, and O'Reilly got over the ropes. And if you haven't watched wrestling for a while, if if you're in a hold and you get to the ropes, or anytime you're in the ropes, you are not supposed to be touched, and if there's a hold on you, the the referee has to break it. O'Reilly bit the rope to get away from Moxley. And Moxley (laughs) kicks the rope and smashes the rope into O'Reilly's mouth. And I got to tell you something, that... Couldn't be fun. That's risking some dental work there. Thank God Dr. Britt Baker DMD is around. But yeah, pretty cool moment there. I've, I can't say I've seen somebody bite a rope Let's get out of a submission hole, but O'Reilly did it. So that wrapped up the dynamite show on Wednesday. Then we head over to Friday we got our rampage show. Jake Hager from the Jericho Appreciation Society taking on Eddie Kingston, the Mad King. And a solid match. A lot of people bust on Hager. He has really, actually hasn't done a singles match for a while. Of course, he was pivotal in the JAS winning that Anarchy in the Arena match, which was at T-Mobile Arena. But Kingston gets a clean win, and we say goodbye to Jake Hager on this one. Eddie Kingston gets nasty on that. Satnam Singh showed up. He teamed up with Jay Lethal, and Singh makes his in-ring debut. And if you're an NBA fan, you might know that name, Satnam Singh, because, of course, he played for the Dallas Mavericks. He was the first Indian-born player to be drafted into the NBA and is now in All Elite Wrestling, teamed up with Lethal, and he did big man stuff. He did big man rookie stuff. That's pretty much it. They pulled a couple jobbers out to take those guys on. Nothing, Nothing too exciting. It's a little disappointing there. Chris Statlander, who is finding herself more and more in the top of the AEW women's scene, takes on Red Velvet, a member of the dreaded baddies stable. Of course, led by Jade Cargill, who is the TBS women's champion. Statlander looked awesome. Velvet looked okay. But Chris Statlander is, as they say, over. Which means the fans love her to death. And she looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Uh, Statlander gets the win as it looks like they are trying to set up a match between her and Jade Cargill at some point. And then we got to the final match of the night, and this was a fun one. FTR, of course, they are the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the AAA Tag Team Champions, teaming with Trent Beretta as they take on Ossie Open and Will Ospreay. So more matches hyping up the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which if you don't know is a joint promotion match. Or card between All Elite Wrestling and New Japan, so a lot of the New Japan guys are coming over. So that's why we're seeing a lot of new faces showing up on AEW as they're getting ready for that card at the end of the month. And boy, do these guys go at it! But it was pretty cool. Trent Beretta got the pin. Pretty pretty shocking on that one. Uh, Beretta is a guy that you know, has been stuck with the best friends and kind of a little bit buried or in the. Massive roster of AEW, but he gets a big win in this one. Uh, a lot of great work, of course. If you haven't seen FTR, to me they are the best tag team in the world right now. The the teamwork and the things that they do in the ring are absolutely fantastic. And we got i gave a lot of credit to those guys, but uh, a a great debut for Will Osprey too is. We haven't seen Will in the United States for quite a while. In fact, the last time I remember seeing him, I mean, hes I think he's been on a couple of cards. But the last major time that he was on was, gosh, it was like five or six years ago when he was wrestling in Ring of Honor and won the Ring of Honor World Television Championship for a couple of days before he got knocked off. But it is just, Osprey is something else. And it's going to be very entertaining to see what place he takes on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up at the end of the month. But overall, pretty solid uh, solid Rampage card as well. So good one there, and uh, we'll see how everything follows up next week. Um, Some other news that took place. We are saying goodbye, apparently, to Paige. And if you remember Paige, of course, she came up from NXT years ago on her first match on Monday Night Raw, won the Women's Championship. But, of course, she has been sidelined with spinal injuries that has made it nearly impossible for her to wrestle She is trying to come back. Of course, it was the subject of that movie, Fighting With My Family. or If I got the title correct, sorry. But Paige is apparently leaving WWE. So we're going to be saying goodbye to her. Don't know... You know, what the future holds for she said that she's hoping that sometime she's going to be back in the ring, but she's been working behind the scenes for WWE for quite a while, uh, ever since she had to stop her in-ring career. But she is finally leaving it, so we'll see if that neck heals up. And we've seen it happen before. Edge was gone for nine years. Brian Danielson was gone for three with the concussion issues. A lot of advances have been made in science that you can come back from things like this. So we'll see if if Paige can ever find her way back into the ring. But uh, we won't we do miss her and uh, wish her all the best. And by the way, hey, we are still taking your calls. If you want to give us a buzz, we would love to hear from you 702-257-5396. 702-257-5396. And some breaking news. Da da da! We apparently have a new NWA World Champion. I just saw the story coming through. Give me one second. It is hot off the wire. Trevor Murdoch has regained the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, Matt Cardona, you guys might remember him in WWE, is Zack Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. Can you do that? Can you do that, Angelo? Woo, woo, woo. There you go. You got it. See, you're, you're on the board already. Cardona tore his bicep last week, so he got knocked out of action and vacated the championship. So we had the former NWA champion, longtime champion, Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, Tom Latimer, and Sam Shaw competing for that title. And Murdoch pinned Aldis to win the championship. So Trevor Murdoch is back on top of the NWA. Of course, it's not your dad's NWA, much smaller promotion now. But Everybody keeps track of that one, so just saw that come over the wire as Trevor Murdoch at the NWA Always Ready card regains the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. So congratulations to Trevor Murdoch. How about that? Breaking the news. That's what we do. Uh, other news going on. Let's see what else we have. Uh, bear with me for one second. Da-da-da, there we go. Thank you, machine. These computers are fantastic.
1: I love technology. I love it
0: too. Uh, bear with me for one moment. We're just running down here. Oh, we had a fight. Ooh. I almost forgot we had a fight. Where? Would you believe this? Chris Jericho? And and this is an interpromotional fight, by the way. Got to mention that interpromotional fight. Chris Jericho of AEW, of course, we all know Chris Jericho. Y two J bumped into MVP Montel Vontaneous Porter, the manager of Almost, and the well, they they had apparently uh, had words. The two of them had a Twitter beef going on for a very long time. And apparently at a hotel in Houston on the 18th last month, about 1 a.m., and we all know nothing good happens after 1 a.m.
1: Oh, yeah, no, most definitely not, especially in Vegas, no. No.
0: I don't know about Houston, but here, unless you're in your room, nothing
1: good happens after 1 a.m.
0: So apparently Chris Jericho was having a conversation with Matt Hardy and somehow MVP was in the area, too. I don't know if they had a
1: a joint card or something going on. So uh, did, did they just randomly, like, run into each other or yeah. something? Mm-hmm. And
0: MVP just popped up. And the two of them, well, didn't go well. So apparently everyone thought this was, you know, just kind of the boys being boys. But apparently these two guys... Apparently, Jericho, Jericho, they were going to fight, and Jericho was like, eh, no. And he apparently said to MVP, he doesn't fight jobbers as he was getting into the elevator. Ouch. That had to, that was a nice little jab by Chris Jericho. No one's really talked about what happened, but wow. So Chris Jericho, MVP, still not friends. Kind of sad. Stuff happens, so Chris Jericho, and MVP, not real happy. Uh, We also did have a little bit of news in Japan, of course. The IWGP, of course, that's what they call their heavyweight championship and their titles. Juice Robinson was the U.S. champion over there, and he has been stripped of that title. Uh, Let's see. And he said he wasn't going to be there. So he... They said, oh, you're not coming? Great. No, we'll take that belt now. So now we're going to have Sonata against Will Ospreay for that championship. But apparently he had missed a card on June 3rd with appendicitis and did a promo where he said, well, I'm not coming, which kind of was a seemed like it was a real promo. But, yeah, all of a sudden, yikes. He said, okay, you're out. So pretty interesting card coming up there. Uh, uh, Kazuchika Akata, who a lot of people regard as one of maybe the top five wrestlers in the world. Certainly Japan's biggest stalwart right now. Uh, is going to be defending that world championship against Jay White. We'll have that match we just mentioned for the U.S. title. Uh, the tanahashi uh, Haruki Goto match will be taking place. That is the qualifier for the... AEW World Championship or Interim World Championship, Tamataga, Carl Anderson. Of course, you know Carl Anderson from the Good Brothers. Eh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, the Tag Championships, of course. Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn showed up on AEW about a week and a half ago. They are challenging for those titles. Wouldn't be surprised if those guys win the championship and take them into the Dominion or take them into the Forbidden Door pay per view. And uh, again, some other great matches on there too. So that's going to be an interesting night over in Japan on the, I believe that is on the twelfth. So we'll try and catch results on that, as uh, they're obviously going to have a big impact on what happens at the Forbidden Door pay per view. So there you go. Yeah, just a lot going on in wrestling, and of course, don't forget tomorrow we're going to be on the show with Joe DeFalco and Andrew Fishfane. Of course, you can follow Joe with Future Starts of Wrestling. He's got a big event coming up uh, on the... Actually, I believe that's next Saturday, if I remember right, the 18th. Double-check that. But go to FSWVegas.com. Joe's got a great card coming up here very shortly. So, And, of course, if you want to learn to wrestle or be a referee or a manager or whatever, you can go to FSWVegas.com, check that out. And, of course, Andrew Fishfein one of the co-hosts filling in for Ken Thompson on Monday night here on KDWN. So the three of us will do our regular show here on Sunday as we get ready for another great week of pro wrestling. And uh, once again, I want to wish all the best to Cody Rhodes who will be coming back from that pectoral surgery. Oh, we're going to miss a guy. And of course, WWE, maybe, you know, and that might be why they switched edge out because You know, now we lost another big baby face performer in WWE. And, well, they only have a couple guys built up. So maybe we need to get somebody else in there to fill in the gap in world wrestling entertainment. And, of course, don't forget, you can follow the show. Man, we would love to have you download those podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com. And all your favorite podcast outlets, 43 countries have downloaded and, of course, all over the United States. We certainly do appreciate that. And you can check out all of our great archives. I think we're up to, like, 61 shows already, something like that. So some great stuff you can go back and listen to if you'd like. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Head over to the website, MarkHokeShow.com, and we'll keep you up to date on everything happening with the show. I want to thank Angelo for stepping in here. We weren't planning doing a show tonight, but he showed up, and we're going to... He popped in and switched the places. So all, hey, I'm always happy to help, brother. Appreciate it, man. Of course, stick around. We've got Trojan Football Report coming up with Harvey Hyde here on KDWN. Thanks for listening to us on 101.5 FM 720 the Talk of Las Vegas. Don't forget, tomorrow 8 a.m. here on KDON. Have a great Saturday night, Las Vegas.